never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there. Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. We're going to be talking about Search and Rescue. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And before we get into it, I want to talk about how Pete took notes for this episode, which is alternately either like he wrote an insane love note or something from the Civil War. What's going on there, Pete? What's going on with your notes? And if you're wondering, do we take notes? Yes. Pete's (laughs) notes are written on envelopes, and they say, fuck you, over and over again. (laughs) Really, what is going on there? Did you run out of phones? (laughs) Well, I had to watch it on my phone. Oh, so I, I took see. notes on uh, the uh, envelopes paper. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not quite paper. That's envelopes. Well, I don't have any paper in my Wait, apartment. Wait, are those so envelopes that you were sent to you? Yeah, <laughs> you got to recycle, man. You <laughs> got reused envelopes. You got to reuse and recycle. How many envelopes did you write your notes on for this episode? Two. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, did you use different lines for the different scenes, or is that just run on? What's what's happening? This is a br- complete breakdown of the show. Wow, that's great. And so one is a like a note from a, a relative, and the other one is a, a bill from the po- giant poodle dog <laughs> costume. <laughs> no. That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. How much? Uh, how much does that cost? It? Where do you see anything that associated on the second with that? envelope? The second envelope. It There's says enough. giant man poodle organization. He <laughs> says human say. sexual dog uh, <laughs> costumes. It's it doesn't even seem <laughs> to say Pete the page anywhere on that it says it's a blank envelope. It says you piece hu- of shit. Human yeah. sexual dog. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are having fun. Pete, I'm having a great time. Hashtag Pete the Poodle. <laughs> I do want to mention something. I want to apologize about something. Specifically, I'll apologize to Justin about this. Uh, at my day job, uh, we had Dominic Cooper come into the office. Ah. This week, uh, I interviewed him about the fight scene on last week's episode. Oh, talked yes. about a bunch right. of stuff on Preacher. I wanted to get him to say, hey, guys, this is Dominic Cooper from Preacher. Let's get hashtag Pete the Poodle. I would have literally murdered you. Yeah, it just didn't come up organically in the interview. Oh, that did come up organically? <laughs> <laughs> surprising. Do you think a lot of professional journalists are out there being like, how can I fuck with my friends with this interview? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I honestly, as soon as I heard he was coming in, I was like, okay, I got to do the serious interview for work. How how could I possibly transition into explaining this? That would have made my life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you know. if somehow what a precious video. I would sh- I would show that at my funeral, right. <laughs> which I know would come soon because if that video happened, you'd kill me. Couldn't figure I couldn't figure out how to be like, "Hey Dominic Cooper, <laughs> you remember how God dresses as a dog, a human sexual dog. A human sexual dog on the, on the show, right? Well, funny story about that. Uh, I do this podcast, and anyway, it would have taken way too long <laughs> yeah, to explain it. You could have just showed him a picture of Pete in his poodle costume, and then he would have... Oh, There's no such thing. That's true. Because you don't let people take photos of you? Right. <laughs> they're all on envelopes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. they're, I hear they're making them into a stamp. Ooh. You guys, should we get talking about the show yet or no? No, I don't think so. This is too this much is fun. This is the show. This <laughs> How was it? Let's talk. Let's get some real content in here. How was the interview? Uh, it was very good. Uh, an interesting thing, I always think, with interviewing actors like this at this time is 
he clearly had filmed it months ago. Right, and he's it's the end. So right, he's he's, he's been done with it for a while. So when I hit him up right at the beginning and I said, "Hey, I, I want to talk about the big fight scene in the episode," he was like, "Oh, was that last night?" He hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen yeah. the episode. He filmed it a really long time ago. So a lot of the interview, and he had insightful things to say about his character and how they put together the fight scene and everything. But uh, at the same time, clearly he had to recall where Jesse was at that point in the show. He's sort of like, get over it, man. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I'll, I'll move, move on, on. I dude. moved on. We're done. I know <laughs> I'm in so- here to talk about Preacher, but fuck you. Yeah. It was very weird. How does he, what's his kind of like... Because he's killing it as Jesse Custer. Like, he is... Uh... That's what he said right off. I was like, well, first of all, I'm killing it as Jesse Custer. <laughs> no, the two things that I think would be most interesting for the podcast listeners. Uh, first of all, he said that at least once they did that entire fight scene for the last episode in one take. Wow. Like, including awesome. the zoom out. Like, they tried to do... A zoom When they zoomed out, he described it as uh, as film frames... Uh, though once we were talking about it back and forth, he did clarify that he felt it also worked as comic book panels like we yeah. talked about on the oh, last nice. episode. Uh, but that zoom out, they did at least as part of the move. Wow. So even though clearly they chopped it up a little bit, it was a 10 to 20 minute fight scene that they choreographed the whole thing and to put shoot the whole thing together. Yeah. Wow. Which is amazing. Uh, so he, that was kind of fascinating. Uh, the other thing that I feel think people appreciate it. I actually forget which way we go on this podcast, but I asked him about whether he thinks Tulip should end up with Cassidy or oh, Jesse. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you ask him that? I, I have to ask, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. What do you think he said, Justin? I think he said that on-again, off-again relationship. I don't know. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what do you think, Pete? He said me. Because there's you both Pete LePage, no, LePage human no. sexual dog, <laughs> in love with Tulip. That's crazy. What a big reveal. Yeah, that would have been a good transition into bringing up the thing don't. for the podcast. That's that's what it would have First been. First off, here. don't oh, up. say that. And secondly, no, I I was being you were interviewing him, and I was oh. saying he would oh, like I she see. should I end see. up with me. You yes. were being Jesse. Yeah. That is actually what he said. He yeah, of course, not even misunderstood the question, but clearly was like, why would you even ask that several yeah. times? Like you guys said, and then he was like, yeah, she he she should be with Jesse if they could just get over their shit. Yeah, get over everything, they'd be perfectly happy together. But they may never get over it. Oh, he left it open like that. Well, he's not going to spoil the ending. Of the show. He did say, by the way, that they are going to get back to the stuff that happens in the comic, but they do it a little bit differently for the end because things Ooh. have happened a little differently across the path yeah, of the cool. show. Yeah. Uh, but he believes that comic book fans are going to be happy with the ending. Cool. Very Exciting. Good. Yeah. Should we get into the recap for the podcast? Let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it. Okay. Search so and rescue. Lots of stuff going on into this episode. First of all, as we mentioned, Jesse Custer, he possesses a being inside of him called Genesis that allows him to compel people to do things. He's been put through a little bit of a job job has been going on job. with... <laughs> Sorry, he just lay down on my couch and he's so happy with himself. He's closing his eyes. We just oh ate three goodness. donuts. <laughs> Are you okay? Pete? Yeah, I'm just, this is the story time part. I oh, like yeah. It. You're good. You're lying down. You got your envelopes. You're yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm ready for story time. Full Let's go. Donuts. 
<sighs> All right. So Jesse has been put through a job job. God has been running him through the ringer. We don't know exactly why, uh, but that has led to multiple times where he's completely failed in what he set out to do. He was headed to a plane on a plane to Australia with a pilot who he's compelled repeatedly to help him out. Uh, the pilot has no pants, probably important to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last we left Jesse, the plane was crashing and going down. So we didn't know exactly what was going to happen with him. Me Meanwhile, his on again, off again girlfriend Tulip on again. There's no off. Well, they're deeply off. Yeah, no. they're they're off right now. She is back at Masada, which is the stronghold of the Grail. The Grail is an organization looking to bring about the apocalypse so they can bring their new descendant of Jesus Christ, Humperdew, who is an inbred moron, uh, to be <laughs> the oh, uh, man. Man. very editorial oh, here. Wow, he's a geez. great dancer. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is a very good dancer. That's true. Uh, he, it's true, though. And on a Hot Sunday take. morning, we're recording this on a Sunday yeah. morning, and Come here's across the street from a church. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to march into that church and be like, the descendant <laughs> of Jesus Christ, who is called Humperdue, is an inbred moron. And wow. they're going to be like, yeah, we watch Preacher. Yeah, we know what's what is, going on. We're Christians. We watch Preacher. Of course. It's a very, uh, what's the opposite of sacrilegious? Religious. Uh, religious. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Pete Zing. Got him. You got me real bad. Fully reclined position. Exactly. I think you're stronger when you're in a resting (laughs) position. (laughs) Like Homer Simpson. Uh, So where were we? What were we talking about? So they're trying to bring about the apocalypse. Uh, Pete just owned you. I think that's where we were. He just totally owned you. Uh, So they're trying to bring about the end of the world and install Humperdew as the new saver of humanity. Uh, They are led by a guy named Hair Star who has slowly got shipped away by Jesse and company. First, he got hit on the head, so his head looks like a giant penis. Then he lost an eye. Actually, I think he lost the eye first. Eye first. Yeah, and then he lost his ear. He tried to replace his ear with a bunch of foreskins that came off of Cassidy, who is a vampire who is imprisoned by the Grail right now. He is the person that Tulip is inside the Grail trying to free at the moment. Uh, Hairstar's ear is not looking that great. No. now probably not smelling great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's so disgusting. Hairstar has two assistants. The first assistant is Featherstone, who has it out for Tulip. She is desperately searching for Tulip, wants to take Tulip down. Uh, the other one, I'm blanking on the name. It's what two? It's uh, not Hampton Ho- two. Ho- Hoover, Hoover two. two. Hoover, Hoover two. two. Hoover two is super efficient. Down to business, Hairstar is very cowed by that because, as we know, he likes to be dominated uh, and seems to be kind of into this Hoover, too, though uh, things are kind of bubbling below the surface there. Uh, mm. God, by the way, is working with the Grail and working with Hairstar for purposes unknown. Yeah. Last couple of characters you probably need to know about. Hitler, you know that guy. You know him. You love him. Oh, it's Hitler. Oh, real Why quick, would you say Is this that? the Hitler from World War II? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, okay, great. Not yeah. the Hitler who was briefly the lead singer of Shanana. Wait, is that a real fact? <laughs> it was on the radio. We were coming over here. Oh, my God. This guy is ridiculous. Uh, so Hitler is now the new leader of hell. Briefly, he encountered Jesse last episode, said he was on his way to a conference. We find out a little bit more about that conference this episode. There's also the Saint of Killers, who is an unstoppable being who escaped from hell, along with Eugene, a.k.a. Arseface. They are both on the trail of Jesse because the Saint of Killers wants to kill Jesse and Eugene wants the Saint of Killers to forgive him. So now, I have a question. Why is yes. the Saint of Killers bringing 
uh, Eugene with him. I don't know. It's a little weird, right? Yeah. They haven't ever said. Uh, it first it seemed like Eugene was just kind of tagging along because yeah. they were both leaving hell. I think though it, it's very hard to tell because the way Graham McTavish plays the Saint of Killers, I think he does have a little bit of affection for Eugene. Yeah, yeah. like a little bit. He's the only Are you innocent. Asleep, Pete? Did you just fall asleep? Yep. He's the okay. only you can innocent. Sit up if you want. <laughs> He's no, the only innocent. All podcasters. Yeah. Uh, oh, podcasts we should also recline. mention we're recording this at Passover, so you're required to recline. I yep. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. That's a Jewish <laughs> thing. Uh, nice. Yeah. Do we want to jump into the episode? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. All right. Everybody get out your old crumpled envelopes. All right. Let's do it. So we have... A- Hair star and God having to sit down <laughs> the top of the app. I believe you're reading these on the envelope. And, uh, you know, and they're talking about making him suffer, meaning Jesse and his job job that he's on. Um, wow. Does this all say that on uh, your yes. envelope? I don't think so. So I have a question. <laughs> um, so God is there with hair star. He's right. asking about Humperdew. Right. What's up? What's God's like power set? Like, what's this? I don't know. It's weird. It, he doesn't seem like he's. All powerful because he asks a lot of questions. But does uh, so? I think he knows though that. He Sorry, lo- Pete. Real quick, while you're lying down and reading <laughs> off your envelopes, please remember to talk into the microphone. <laughs> okay, cool. That's uh, actually the only important thing you need to do. Uh, I think God knows that he's being lied to about Humperdinck. Right, but I get. I just don't know. It, it occurred to me in the scene, like, what is the deal with God? God seems like he can. Um, he can make people appear, disappear. He can go different places, but also he isn't capable of just like controlling things in the same way that traditionally you would think. I, I think he is, though. I think he's playing coy with Hair Star. To Pete's yeah. point, I think I was waffling back a little, back and forth a little bit, but it does feel like he knows that Humperdew is missing. He knows that Hair Star doesn't have him. He is controlling Jesse. Uh, there's a very funny line that happens in the scene. Hair Star's whole plan at this point is he wants to carve a vagina on Jesse Custer's head yeah. because his head looks like a penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God says, "We'll carve a vagina on, on Jesse his soul. on his soul," yeah. uh, which I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's. God's whole plan. Like we talked about this a couple of episodes back. There was that scene with God and the Brontosaurus. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Apatosaurus now, I think. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for staying updated. No on that. problem. That happened like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> in, dino, in Dino News. This isn't a Dinosaur Facts podcast. But we should sneak a couple more in. That was we a good do. one. Absolutely. Real quick, favorite dinosaur. Oh, that's tough. That's man. not real quick. That, Stegosaurus. Not, really good. Yeah. Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus? That's not Talk real. Talk into the microphone, Pete. It's not real. Ankylosaurus is real. It's the one that looks like a tank with a club on its tail. Oh, that one's awesome. Yeah, dude. I know. That's why uh, it's my favorite. I'm going to go with pterodactyl. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's, they're birds, though. They're yeah. not technically dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, they're they all are, birds. you fucking pieces of no, shit. No, they're not. Pterodactyls are dinosaurs. No, they're not. They're avian. <laughs> that's bullshit. He got you with that word, he said. It's pterodactyls are not technically dinosaurs. They come from the time of dinosaurs, but they are the descendants, not descendants, the progenitors. Ancestors. Oh, a- nice. Ascendants. Uh, ancestors? <laughs> yeah, ancestors. That's, I think, the actual word I was looking for <laughs> of uh, birds. I don't give a shit. They're still dinosaurs. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. My point being that I think when God was uh, interacting with the Apatosaurus, he was just vengeful. He's pissy. He's an asshole. So yeah. I think my guess at this point would be we'd ultimately see down the road God's whole plan is for Jesse to be like, 
thanks God, you're great. Like that's, I think, all he wants out of this. Is uh, the Genesis power that Jesse has, God doesn't have that same power? No. So no. Jesse is on the same level as God, technically. Well, I think... Uh, yes, potentially. Uh, we definitely see... He's that feels all, like the confrontation, yeah, maybe. Really. He's definitely more powerful than Hitler, who now leads hell. So he's more powerful than the leader of hell. He's more powerful than angels and other beings. He can compel them. Um, whether he is more powerful than God, I guess we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah. I'm curious. That to me is, would yep. be fun. And this episode uh, is sort of about Jesse playing God and yeah, not exactly. doing a great job at it. Uh, also... God, it's crazy because he's like, you think he's kind of being a douche, but then you see him and he's having like a lot of fun. Like when it kind of cut to him on the plane, like he looked like he was having a ball. Oh, when the plane was crashing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think, I I don't know. That's also tough to say whether Jesse is imagining that or not, because Jesse has been hallucinating his friends and compatriots and people he's seen for the past couple of episodes. So maybe God's there, maybe not. I think he's there. No. God's always there. What? <laughs> cool. Footsteps in the sand, bro. Ooh. So nice. Jesse crashes into the water. Uh, he taunts God because he survives. He and the pilot are floating in a raft. Um, what do we want to do? Do we want to follow different Let's paths? Let's follow here? a different path. Yeah, I they're feel still like they're so very separate. split up, yeah. this episode. Exactly. Yeah. This is my one qualm with this show. Oh, this how point. dare you? You don't even know what you say. Maybe you say not long enough. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Too good. <laughs> All right, agreed. <laughs> that it, it's hard to hook into what the theme of an episode is. Yeah, because it's jumpy. It's sort of like uh, fuck you. It's search and rescue. That's super clear. Great. Super clear. Thanks. No, but I think to your point, because their stories are in vastly different places, and sometimes I think they sort of align. Like a lot of the the first two episodes, I feel like were them wallowing in their own like problems, yes. and now it feels like. They're not doing that. Jesse's like playing, learning how to be a good or bad God and challenging his own belief in the God above him. He's uh, searching. He's searching. For himself. Oh, interesting. Good yeah. way to contextualize that. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy is uh, like fucking around a little bit. <laughs> right. He, but like, he also needs rescue. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tulip is trying to search <laughs> and. <laughs> Rescue. <laughs> Great. All right, there we go. It's very clear. Super clear. Super you cl- motherfuckers. Oh, we got him up. <laughs> Pete tried to sit up, but he totally turtled. <laughs> yeah. We got a turtle over here. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Too many donuts in that belly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're sort of the Pokemon of the title of this episode. Anytime we need those words said. Search and rescue. We'll just point to Pete. <laughs> yeah. uh, man. By the way, uh, after the podcast, you're going to have to get in your poke ball. You know that, right? No. Yeah, get yeah, in your poke. Big. Get, Pete, get in your poke get ball. Your no. We're only going to use you when we need you. <laughs> Otherwise, Squirtle. We're, yeah. We're going to make you fight other Pete's. Yeah. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Squirtle makes more sense on this podcast. Yeah. You, that was a step too far. Is that what I'm going to use? Yeah, I don't know what's uh, going so on. So let's talk about Jesse's plot line. He is in the raft for pretty much the entire episode. He is floating there with the pilot. Steadily, things get worse and worse for uh. the, like, absolutely awful for the pilot. Uh, he's terrified because they're floating in the sea. He thinks they're going to die. They're never going to make it to Australia. Uh, Jesse compels him to look at everything positively. Then he's looking at everything too positively, including the fact that his legs have gotten totally bagled on the way down. Oh, uh, and burned by and the sun. Burned. It's awful. He... Uh, makes him look at things normally, he starts screaming, so he says, you don't feel pain. 
as they're bailing out the raft, uh, the pilot has his <laughs> arm, arm over the side. Water. It gets bit off by a shark, but he doesn't feel it because he doesn't feel pain. I yeah, thought that you, was such a good... Was so oh, my God. But it was so, so, so weird because wouldn't you feel somebody pulling on your arm? I mean, the Sharks. pain of it, but sh- in the... Maybe it was just a very careful bite by the shark. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an incisive... Boom, yeah, got it's it. like that first bite into an ice cream sandwich. You just make it nice and clean. Wow, oh, really? You know I, what I'm talking about. I don't want it. So it's the, at its coldest at that point. Yeah, you just like bite it down so you get the nice uh, bite mark. But what do you do? Hurt? Do you lick it first? Yeah, no, I just sort of like. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> oh, I mean, really? Exist- I'm having an existential crisis. Wow, oh, how do you eat an ice cream sandwich, man? Is I it guess I do bite too into long. It. But I don't eat a lot of ice cream sandwiches. Why? I That's eat. the only type of sandwiches Pete eats. <laughs> That's yeah. the best kind of sandwich. Oh, when you say I'm going to go grab a sandwich for lunch, yeah. it's ice cream sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I wish Every I'd, time. I wish I'd asked a follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Sometimes I do a chip witch. Well, anyway, wow. the, he gets <laughs> bit off clean, let's say, and uh, then he's bleeding from his arm. He thinks he's going to die and starts confessing to Jesse. Jesse is trying to convince him that he's going to live. He tells him, live, live, and for a moment it looks like it's going to work, but then the pilot dies. And just as the pilot dies, the sun comes out, and Jesse realizes he's, what, 30, 40 feet away from the right beach there. in well, Australia? Well, no, he does give no, the... No, forget, you forgot about the whole part where he had, like, dumped the body. He did a burial he at did, sea. Oh, right. Right. And he's, like, trying to have a sweet moment, and yeah, then and the sharks, sharks just mangled. Which is dumb. Like, you've got a bleeding corpse there why would you put that in the water all the shark are going to come at you well you don't want to have a corpse on the boat with you yeah but it's safer than bleeding in the water that attracts sharks also you leave the body there you let it sun a little bit let it dry out you got some nice jerky human jerky yeah that is gross come on man If, if you were floating in the middle of the water wouldn't you let me eat you? No. <laughs> Wouldn't you let him that jerk you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Turn you into jerky? No. Yeah. That's what I mean. Let me jerk you. <laughs> no way, man. Come on, Matt. <laughs> no way. Never. I hope we get trapped at sea, the three of us in a raft. Yeah. And I hope you we have hope our that? podcasting equipment. Here, here's what's going to happen is Pete's going to start looking at us and our heads are going to turn into ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You guys are both dead. We're going to die. Yeah. I know. Well, he'll, Pete will want to kill us, but he's going to struggle so hard to get up off the raft. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to turtle out and we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then it turns out he's right by the beach. He gets off uh, of the beach, uh, and that's where we kind of leave him. What did you think about the storyline as a whole? I, I thought it was great. It was super sad. And I, the idea of Jesse was, like I, I just said a minute ago, he was testing his belief in God. He kept saying, like, God is testing me. I'm important. He's not going to let me slash us, him and the pilot, die. And then it turned where the pilot eventually believed in Jesse as God. Yep. And he was like, I believe in you. And that fucked Jesse up. And I think that challenged his belief in God where he was like, oh, this guy thinks I'm God and I believe in that God. This is all fucked up. And that to me is the theme for this part of the episode is like belief only works as long as you believe it. And it's maybe just a chain of nonsense. And I like bringing it back to Jesse in that way. Like they've... So much has gone on in the show in the past couple of years that we've sort of gotten away from the main premise, the main initial idea of Jesse doubting his faith. Yeah. And this is very much bringing that home. It's recentering it on that. I think, again, that is what God is doing is very much 
testing his lack of faith almost and seeing yeah. if he can potentially bring it around to faith, uh, which is a very weird thing in a world where he knows for a fact that God exists. He knows for a fact that God in this world, a preacher created the world, is the creator, is the overseer of everything. So what does he believe? You know, what yeah. is faith? What is religion in this world where you know these things? And especially but, when he is now so powerful, like he is on the level of God. It's where like, why do I have to believe in you when I am that? Yeah, also? but also like God does answer him. Like when he was like, all right, stop messing around. Like, you know, do something. You know, God does kind of like push him in his raft towards Australia. Like or maybe just, Australia was just there. Yeah. Do you think? I feel like the joke was that Australia was there the entire time. Yeah. No like, way. Yeah. That they were like forty or fifty feet away. No. Absolutely. That's horrible. Yeah. I think that was the joke, right? Am yeah. I wrong? I no, think so. they drifted that way because they were for a while. I had a sail, and then either way, it's the same. He was transported there. Like he literally is looking, and the sharks are eating the pilot, and he turns around, and it, like it's not like he would have seen it if it was there. You know what I mean? So there was a reveal, I think, made. No, my God, you don't know. Yeah. Australia is far away, but it, it is. Is a, but it is a place. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Good Australia fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Australia is a place. Yeah, yeah. and uh, if you shoot a bullet, you can get get through the core of the earth and just go there. That is also right. factual. Well, we accurate. should. Why don't we mention that then? Uh, the last thing that happens in the episode, and it was very weird to me that they just threw this in at the end. Yes. Uh, but Saint of Killers and Eugene show up. They're in the Gulf of Mexico. They're wondering how they're going to get to Australia. Uh, he, Saint of Killers, blows on his gun, makes it super hot, fires through the earth, makes a hole, uh, and then comes on. They jump on through, kill a dude, and they're uh, right on Jesse's tail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, getting back, I know you're very upset about this, but I feel like getting back to the structure of the episode right now, we're in a place where it just feels like a lot of stuff is happening. Yeah. Unless this was also search and rescue. Yeah. You're searching for this deeper meaning and we're trying to rescue you to say (laughs) there isn't, you know, there's just events happening (laughs) in this episode that fit under the umbrella of search and rescue. It's a little messy, but that all says it right in the title. So stop fucking digging for something that isn't there. Oh, wow. Are you telling me to get off the case? Yeah. Yeah, Get off the case, gumshoe. All right. I'm going to double down on this case. (laughs) Exactly. He's trying to throw you off. Yeah. Let's go over to Tulip and Cassidy because their stuff keeps oh, jumping man. back and forth and is very much intertwined. Lots of stuff going on with them this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we start off with Cassidy. Uh, he is being taken. Oh, we forgot to mention Frankie Toscani. Frankie Toscani is a mob dude from Bensonhurst who has been repeatedly circumcising Cassidy and putting yeah. his foreskins in bags. Uh, by the way, a sad news update. Uh, Foreskin, the lead singer of my band, uh, died. Oh, oh really? Man. I'm so sorry to hear that. What did yeah. he die of? Uh, did you <laughs> murder him? And circumcision. Circumcision, yeah. Uh, that's too bad. You know what? I, this is a true story. I had jury duty a couple years ago, and the case I was put on that I went into the like... Oh, wait, are you allowed to be saying this You're right not now? supposed to say, but it's years and years ago. And I didn't actually get up put on the case, but the case was a botched adult male circumcision case. Oh, God. Oh, and they, so they had us in the up? room where they interviewed, and they're like, oh. is anyone uncomfortable with looking at... Uh, Pictures of mang- a mangled penis, and everyone was like, "Yo, yes, <laughs> yes. what are you crazy?" Was one guy like, "I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here for this." <laughs> uh, every every case, that's every case, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep, every time I get called on jury duty, it's a botched penis <laughs> operation. Crazy. Case, yeah. 
It's nuts. I don't know what it is. Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, he's being taken out. Uh, he, we also forgot to mention, is being held with an angel in his cell. And last episode, one of the angel's feathers fell down. Cassidy held on to it, was holding it behind his back. We speculated that he might use it to get loose. And, in fact, that's exactly what he does. Is what he did. Yeah, he picks the lock. There's a very fun, gross scene where Frankie goes around the corner, is waiting for an elevator. He turns around. Everybody's gone. Cassidy is still there, seemingly locked up. And Cassidy explains to him, nope, I actually picked the lock with the angel feather. Uh, And then they proceed to have a huge fight in the hallway. Fun fight. Ending with Frankie losing and Cassidy killing Frankie exactly how he told him he would, where he takes a gun, shoves it off his ass, fires the gun, and blows the top of his skull off. That was gross. Yeah. Way to call your shot, though. You got to call your shot. Um, I thought it was funny how excited Frankie was that Hitler was coming to Masada. Yeah. He was like... Like, so, like a fun He's celebrity. Like, oh, I wish I had my phone on me. I've been wanting to meet Hitler for so yeah, long. Yeah, and it turns out, we'll get to this in a moment, but the conference that Hitler was heading to was a heaven-held conference to discuss how they're going to do the apocalypse. Uh, on the side of hell is Hitler, who is the leader of hell. On the side of heaven is Jesus Christ, the yeah. actual Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, not the Humberdew version. Yeah. So uh, Cassidy breaks free, gets in the elevator, and then Tulip pulls up to the elevator. They see each other, and they have music playing. Great moment. Great conversation. Yeah. Now, how did you feel about this, Pete, as a, like Dominic Cooper, a Jesse Tulip shipper, the fact that it's clear Cassidy is meant to be with Tulip. That is hey, not a, clear. Now, this is great. This is not had clear. Had, I'm a Cassidy Tulip shipper. Right. You're uh, whatever the other side of that is. <laughs> and we can really choose who, which is the right answer right now. Oh. Why right now? It's super clear that you haven't read the books. You don't know what awful shit is coming. No, I don't. Yeah. So that's what's fucked up about your belief right now. My belief? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. I'm, I'm, I don't know the future. I'm faithless. Yeah. Oh. Looks like you're searching for the truth. Oh, nice. I need you to rescue me. Please. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to rescue with the truth, man. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cassie and Tulip do not belong together. They had a great moment here. There was love music. There was, it was adorable. But that's like you know, when you see your friend you haven't seen in a while and just accidentally running into them. It's so a great moment. When I saw you today, did music play in your head when you saw me? No. It, I had, uh, it's been only been a couple of days since I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> what? No, there's a weird noise over there. I thought it was spilling water. Uh, oh, okay. No, I think it's probably okay. I don't hear anything. It sounds like something somebody's peeing on your air conditioner. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, from the second floor? Yeah. Oh, maybe are, it's God. How are your neighbors? When God pees through a window, another window opens up, and he pees through that one as well. That's true. God's got to pee a lot. I got a poster that says that. Oh, nice. So uh, Tulip and Cassidy see each other. Cassidy is moment. like, she loves me. She came back. She's going to save me. Not totally clear what's going on with Tulip here, though she's clearly happy to see him. But there was a great moment where you were like, oh, my God, they're going to be... Uh, reunited, and then like just a gun comes around the corner and uh, pointed right at uh, Tulip's head. Yeah, and it's Featherstone. At Cassidy. Yeah. At Cassidy. Sorry, I mixed up where they were. Yeah. Uh, at Cassidy's head, Featherstone sees Cassidy. Cassidy, uh, Tulip doesn't see Featherstone. Featherstone doesn't see Tulip. Uh, and they're talking to each other, but they're talking around everything. Very well written. Very so nicely. Cool, yeah. Well shot. Classic it was really cool. rom-com moment. It, yes. was, uh, it was a yeah, really funny moment. 
Uh, and Cassidy gets taken back to his cell with the angel, uh, where he describes exactly what he's going to do there. He's going to escape. He's going to kill the angel. Uh, angel is not very happy about that necessarily. But meanwhile, Tulip goes on an interesting journey because she gets taken to the, not the embassy suites, uh, emissary, emissary suites. Emissary suites. And Jesus is there. He's just taking a shower. Uh, this is the same actor. Hot Jesus. Hot Jesus. Yes. Yeah. This is, he's taken, he's played by the same actor who plays uh, Humberdew, Tyson Ritter, uh, who was in a band, and I'm blanking on the name of the band. Was it The National or something like that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up in a second uh, once I'm done blathering on. Uh, <laughs> but never. Jesus and Tulip team up. Jesus wants to help Tulip. They go through a bunch of different things. Featherstone stands up to Jesus, is like, no, we're not going to help you get to these prisoners. Uh, and Jesus is pretty upset about it. Tulip wants to take the, the violent way. Uh, but Jesus just wants to tag along with her. What do you think is going on wait, here? Wait, with- wait, wait, wait. You're rolling over some really hilarious moments here. So there was this really funny part where Jesus is like, hey, I'm Jesus. I can make this stuff happen. I'm yeah. ca- I'm a big deal. He like goes up to Fairstone and is like, I would like to visit the prisoner. She's like, no. He, he goes back to Tulip like, it's really hard. We I can't do it. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. I Try guess. to turn the other cheek. Yeah. It <laughs> was out. a really funny moment Very funny. where Jesus couldn't even uh, get what he wanted. You know, he thought he was bigger than he actually is. Yeah. Uh, he's the Tyson Ritter is the lead singer of All American Rejects. Oh, yeah, cool. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Otherwise known as National. <laughs> Whoa. Pete's got a really He's trying to Sorry, eat your lunch man. I was searching for the right answer And I rescued it Oh The answer Now nice. that's my thing Cool yeah. I'm gonna lie down And write on some envelopes That's <laughs> a good way to do things Yeah uh, Yeah the, this whole it, But to your point Alex Is Jesus now in the tulip love triangle? I, 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 there is, maybe he, he there's something in, going on he there, was right? Into Tulip, yeah, yeah. but it was also Tulip, like someone was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, he's hot. I, hot don't th- Jesus. I don't think necessarily Tulip is into him, other than he's a very hot Jesus. Uh, last time we saw this Jesus, he was, I believe, impregnating Mary. And okay. we have well, we haven't seen a lot of this particular iteration of the character, but as far as I recall, he's very. Full of himself because he is Jesus. He's very sure of himself. Uh, he is a sexual Jesus. Wow, yeah. Pete, I'm mm-hmm. looking directly at you. Yeah, when I, I say don't know that. why you would really hard eye contact. That's really fucking weird. I can't even look at him. And so I do think there's something going on with him where he's like, oh yeah, this tulip uh, lady's pretty cute. Maybe I can get with her. Maybe that's why he's sticking with her. But I also think like he doesn't have a mission. He doesn't have a. Goal. Also, she's. Like doing a lot of crazy things, and he's like very interested by like her and what her plans are. Do you think he thinks he can save her? Yeah. Okay. I bet Jesus thinks that about a lot of people, though. Yeah, he does. He's going to save her, you know. Oh, God. Virginity. Yeah. For prom night. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You said that like you've said that line before. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. very curious to see where this goes. Uh, Pete, you have a better memory for the comic than I do. This, I don't remember at all. Like, I think this is completely original. Yeah, this right? is, yeah, this was not in the comic book. It, it further intrigued me, going back to the discussion we had earlier about God and how God works in this world, the fact that they know Jesus Christ exists and he's hanging out with people and people are interacting with him. It's weird to me that they have to go for Humperdew at all 
when they could just bring back Jesus. Well, that's the thing. God, early in the episode, when he was sitting down with Air Star, was like, uh, this is all part of my great plan, and Humperdoo is a huge part of that. Right. But what is that? I mean, I know we're going to find out, but again, just to the rules of the world, it just seems like God's hanging out with people. Jesus is hanging out with people. Hitler slash Satan is hanging out with people. So everybody knows about this stuff. They could just go ahead. Like, I don't know what the utility of the grail or anything like that is. Right. Well, I do think they're trying to bring about uh, the new Messiah and technically the that Jesus is can't come back. You know what okay. I mean? That, that's the initial Jesus. So the second Jesus com- Prime, if you Jesus will. Prime. Yeah. So just like Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, so the second Jesus has to come about. It can't just be the same first is Jesus that again. How Christianity? I have no idea. Okay. I'm really making this shit up, just like okay. Christianity. Ooh, Whoa, snap. Oh, that's a that's a yeah, shot. This is not a sacrilegious podcast. This is a religious podcast. That's right. We learned oh, that from me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, then going over to Cassidy while Tulip and Jesus are doing their thing, uh, Cassidy rips his hands off basically, uh, as you do, as you do, jumps up, kills the angel. And we get back to a thing that I had completely forgotten. And I thought this was so smart to bring it back. Uh, when he kills the angel, the angel baffs outside of the room, comes back to life, walks in and brings Cassidy out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you could have just untied me, which was a funny line, and then grabs Cassie, and they fly straight up. And that's back from season one that was established that angels do that. They had that whole amazing fight where they kept killing the angels over and over and over again. That's right. So that's fun. That's a fun rule thing with angels that they let lie for like two whole seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Which is great. Great Uh, memory there, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, so Cassidy escapes. Tulip realizes Cassidy escaped, uh, and Jesus wants to come along with her. That's pretty much it for that. The other things that we should probably mention that happened in the episode. First of all, Hair Star has an interesting uh, conversation with Hoover Two, yeah. where Hoover Hoover Two gives him a pep talk. He does yeah. because he's like feeling sad that he's letting his leader down, so he kind of puts together a whole pep talk about how he's sitting pretty. Confidence boost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sitting pretty, and that's what Hairstar hooks into, that he's pretty. Right. Yeah. And he gets very hooked into that, and then his he's, ear falls off. He falls off on a picture of Jesse. Oh, so disgusting. Yeah. That was the grossest thing in an episode uh, where a dude's skull got blasted out. That was grosser. Uh, no way. Yes. It was no. grosser. Yes. It was, you really saw it. Yeah. Ugh. No thanks. What do you think is he's going to do? Is he going to put more foreskins on his hair? Oh, God. No, I hope he leaves it. Because it looks better without the weirdness. Yeah. There was a weird continuity thing that happened, and I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but when he is having the conversation with God at the beginning of the episode, he has a bandage on his ear, and then the rest of the episode, he has the fake ear. Mm. Do you think that was hiding it from God, 
Or do you think they filmed it at an earlier point and then chopped up that conversation? Oh, Ooh. interesting. Probably the latter, but maybe he was hiding it from God. Like it's his great it. shame. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think he was hiding it from God. Oh, okay. So you're giving the show credit. You're throwing the show under the bus, Justin. The under the bus. Yeah. Under the bus. Aren't we all under the bus? Uh, last thing we should talk about is Hitler sees Humperdoo. He uh-huh. pays to go in and he encounters Humperdoo, who is there, uh, and makes him dance. What did you think about this scene? Fun little scene. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I mean, Hitler uh, playing on the piano was very enjoyable in such a fucked up way. And he was like, hey, let's play. And Hitler plays us out of the episode. I don't know if you noticed that. Hitler plays us out like the his piano playing comes up at the end of the episode. And he kind of like plays us out at the end of the episode. Yeah. Classic Hitler. Classic oh, Hitler. Uh, he's a closer. <laughs> uh, and you have the Antichrist and the Christ... Hanging out and dancing in the dance. And they did the old timey like circle wipe too. Did you notice that? No. It was really cool. Because oh. Hitler's like playing on the piano like it's an old timey show. And they did like the circle wipe out. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, that is, I think, it for the episode. Is there anything else on your envelopes you want to touch on, Pete? I'm looking over it now. Um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because it looked like Hitler was in the place. Uh, where all the other, like, uh, Grail people were. It looked like the Grail had found ha- ha- yeah, Humperdue, he but they kept saying, we, 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 where's Humperdue? I think there's some lying going on there, and that Humperdue is held in secret, and then Hitler found him. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow, I didn't put that together. It was sort of, uh, let me think, of it. it was like a sort of, uh, he was searching for him, and then he sort of rescued him. That's really interesting. (laughs) That's really interesting. That's just my observation and take on it, but I'm pretty intuitive. Wow. Man. All right, guys, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Preacher. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And also at Men Preacher for preacher-specific content. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And always remember, a patasaurus means deceptive lizard. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>